Hey beauties, welcome back to Real Girl Talk Podcast Radio. I am your host, Sherry Ricard. I'm a medical professional, business leader, author, speaker, and adversity recovery expert, bringing you fascinating guests, business, beauty, and lifestyle tips to help you create a beautiful life and always committed to keeping it real. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to Real Girl Talk Podcast 2021. Happy New Year, ladies. I am claiming 2021 full of breakthroughs, full of opportunities and abundance. And I am claiming that for you too, right now. So if you want to receive it, just throw your hands up in the air if you're not driving and shout amen, because I am claiming it for all of us. I am starting off this year with an incredible guest, Zoe Abbott, a weight loss story of 160 pounds. Yeah, I wanted her to tell me that it was a magic pill and I was going to start buying it on Amazon, but that's not it, ladies. She is telling us the true embodiment of happiness, health, and wealth. She is a leader in the finance industry, life insurance, debt relief. Zoe Abbott has put thousands of families on the path towards financial independence. With her passion for helping others in social betterment, she provides a level of care that is unmatched in her industry. And she is going to tell us how to get out of debt, where to start. And she's also going to give us a little hint about an app you can download for free that will help you in your financial struggles. Hello, Zoe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I see that you're enjoying the outside weather. Where are you? Where are we talking from? I'm in sunny Florida right now. (laughs) Oh, so jealous. I love it. It's been beautiful. I love it. So I'm a Louisiana girl, South Louisiana, but Florida is, you know, if I told my husband today, let's pack up and move to Florida, he would go to the U-Haul and start getting boxes like immediately. Yeah. We had a little house just north of Orlando for a couple of years because he was working there and we were, I was flying back and forth and I fell in love with, with Florida and, and and I love it. And I love your governor because he is completely behind opening it up and living your life. (laughs) He's he's fantastic. We definitely have a great governor. He is. You, you do. You have a very famous uh, governor. So yeah, I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. are like, let me get to Florida. But I wanted to talk to you because you have such expertise and you also have an amazing story. Yeah. I want to let everybody know that your expertise is in finance as well as debt Mm -hmm. relief. And we're going to be talking about how to get out of debt and some tips that you can give us to start just where we are, because everybody is starting in different places right now, right? Especially after the, the year that we had. And I vow never to say those that year actual numbers again. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't want to talk about last year, but because we are going into the new year, 2021, here we are. And a lot of us are going into the new year in debt and behind. I want to talk about that. But also I want you to share your amazing story. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about your story. Take us on your journey, your incredible weight loss journey and how you got there. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'm I'm happy to share it. I mean, I started gaining weight and being like heavier than most of the kids around me at about, you know, seven, six, seven, eight years old. I was always a chubby kid. Um, and I grew up pretty overweight. 
Um, I also, you know, had very like low self-esteem and self-worth. And I also like went through like physical abuse growing up in relation to my weight. My dad was a great man, but he didn't know how to deal with and handle me to help me lose weight. And so he resorted to violence. And a lot of times it just, it really just got worse and worse over the years. Mm. And, uh, I was, I think in my twenties, like I was at my heaviest, um, or, you know, up until a couple of years ago, uh, two, two years ago or something, at my heaviest, I was at about 315, 320 pounds, you know, mm. and I'm, I'm about five, two, maybe five, three on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it was ruining my life. And I can't remember a time when I didn't think that I was just fat and didn't, and ugly and all that stuff. And mm. it was, it was really harming my self-confidence and somehow, you know, I would always push through and I managed to grow this really successful business where I help people with finances and so forth and debt and all that, despite, you know, the fact that I felt very, very like not self-confident physically, right. you know? Right. Um, and there really was a turning point for me about one and a half years ago. And there were, a, there were a ser- there was actually a culmination of things that had happened. Like my dad actually passed away, unfortunately, like two years ago. So just a little bit before I made this major life change for myself. Yeah. And that made it very real to me. Like, you know, he didn't pass away anything to do with weight, but like all of a sudden I was like, I need to start looking at my health here. You know, this is not good. Like I'm still young and I haven't developed a whole bunch of things, but you know, I was pre-diabetic. I was getting to that point where like, you know, I'm in physical pain constantly because I'm so heavy. Like there was all this stuff that was happening and I was like, I got to do something about this. You know, I have a daughter, she wants to be active and I don't feel like that. Or I feel very like withdrawn and introverted and all that stuff. And I don't want that anymore. I also, I hated feeling like people looked at me and judged me and it was just, it was horrible, you know? Yeah. But it was that. Then I had a couple of really like awful, mortifying experiences. Like I went to a theme park and I waited in line for like an hour. I got to the ride and I couldn't fit in the ride. And there were like two attendants that were trying to literally forcibly beat my body into the, into the, the thing and push the lever down. And I couldn't. And it was like, I had to get up in front of people and leave. And I was just like, I can't even, I cannot tell you how mortifying that experience was. I was like, it's just something so stupid, but so powerful. And I felt horrible. Mm. I also was traveling a bit at that time. And I remember being in airplanes and like not being able to close my seatbelt, but being too embarrassed to ask for a seatbelt center. So I'm like sitting there like hiding the fact that my seatbelt's not on. And it was just like, it was just so ridiculous. And I was like, I mean, I've never been suicidal, so to speak, but like, I was like, I don't even know I'm alive. Like I just felt so, so bad, like the depression. And I can laugh about it now kind of, but like, it's just, it was horrible. Um, and then, and then I hit that point, like, and, and it was like, I was over 300 something pounds. It was just, I was in apathy. Like I could not even imagine what I would have to do to be able to literally lose over a hundred plus pounds, 200 pounds, maybe. Um, I was just trying to accept myself and love myself despite that. But I couldn't really do that because I also knew that it was unhealthy to be in that situation. It was po- right. it was past the aesthetics. I finally got to the reality of like, okay, I do need to do this for my health. But I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It wasn't enough for me to do something about it for health purposes. I also was really worried about the aesthetics because I was overweight, but at least 
I was filled out, you know, at least I had nice boobs. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm being honest. Like I was actually worried about how bad I would feel about myself if I lost a hundred pounds and I look like a deflated balloon sack. Cause, cause the whole thing was like feeling confident and loving yourself. But I, I was like worried that I would hate myself even more once I've lost the weight. Cause I would hate the way that I look too. Right. And maybe even worse. Right. Yeah. And so that was holding me up and I'm totally honest and open about the fact that that was the last little bit that I needed. And it was really amazing. But I, I found this girl on Instagram. I saw this girl on Instagram and I connected with her and she was about my age and she had about the, you know, she was around 380 pounds, but she was a bit taller than me. She was in her late twenties. I was like 30, you know, I was like, okay. Like, and I saw her journey and I was like, I can do it. And she, she lost all the weight and then she got skin removal surgery and she looked like a model. And even her scars were like nothing. And I was like, I can do this. And I'll be honest, that was the last little bit I needed. I had to have all those other things happen. It was a culmination of many, you know, horrible experiences, realization about my health, all that. But that was the last little bit that I needed. Right. And when I, when I finally got that, then I was like, okay, let me do this. And it's been a, it's been a little bit more than a year and a half now and I'm down 160 pounds and yeah. And I rewarded myself a couple months ago with skin removal surgery Wow. and I'm feeling beautiful and confident, not perfect, still progressing. I still probably need to lose a good 20 pounds in my opinion. Although some people would look at me and be like, you're great, you know, but it's a personal thing. You know what I mean? So I've really done it, you know, and I've been through a lot. (laughs) So what, what did you do? Where did you start? I mean, that's a lot of weight, Zoe. So I know what, what, I mean, it's one thing to stay motivated and one thing to make the decision that you're going to do it no matter what, what did you do first? Okay. So the first thing was mindset. You have to decide, you have to make the decision. And one of the things, actually, the first thing that I did was I looked at, okay, I coach people on finances all the time and it's exactly the same thing. It's just in a different area. Like, what is it that you have to do? You have to learn, you have to educate yourself on the actions and the truths of something. And then you have to implement, you have to come up with a plan. You have to implement that plan. And then you have to dedicatedly in a disciplined fashion, do it consistently. Like everyone wants to be wealthy overnight. It doesn't happen that way. Right. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to lose a hundred pounds overnight. It doesn't happen that way. Right. So even when I start people on like savings or investments, I'll have people that are like $10 to their name. I'm like, good start. You know, you do discipline $10. Like it's amazing what a little bit will do over a long period of time, but you have to be consistent. Dieting and exercise and anything that you do like that is the same thing. A hundred pounds is not going to come off overnight. So I was like, why don't I just take all the stuff that I learned about finance and building wealth and apply that to my health? And right. that is the health and wealth. Also, health and wealth, it's like amazing because it's like, what's the point of being wealthy if you're not healthy to enjoy it? There is a correlation. Like there a lot more people that are wealthy are healthier in a lot of cases. They take better care of themselves. But I, I really feel like that has a lot to do with the discipline aspect of it because it takes discipline to build wealth and it takes discipline to be healthy. And of, of course, everyone has their areas. Obviously, like, I was really good at making money, having money, creating money. Like I've never had problems with that, but I had massive problems with my weight and health my entire life. So we all have our areas of growth. We all have our areas that are ruins and that mess us up or we would like to be better in. And so that was it for me. But 
but yeah, I, I learned some of the basic stuff. I got some really good habits in place. I started losing a, a good chunk of weight. Once I, I'd done that, you know, and I'm open about this, you know, uh, part way into my journey, I actually decided to go and get a sleeve. I did a gastric sleeve. Um, at that stage, though, my mindset was in, my diet was in, my exercise was in, you know, and I work hard. And, you know, just because you do something like that does not mean that you're going to lose all your weight. And it doesn't mean that you're going to keep your weight off. It also doesn't mean that you're going to look good by the time right. you're done. So I did that. I consistently do it. I work out almost every day, sometimes twice. Like, I'm going to work out twice today. Now, does everyone need to do that? No. But I will tell you that because I decided to do that, my aesthetic and the way that my body looks, the shape, the tightness, everything that I wanted to create, my look for myself, because it's me, 500 times what it would have been if I didn't do that. Right. Also, I'm healthy and I'm strong and I'm, I have energy and all of that stuff. So, you know, I did that. That's how I decided to do it. And right. I learned all the basic things. Like there are some really basic things that we can all agree upon. Like if you're going to build wealth, you have to actually start putting money away, right? Right. It most it doesn't matter what there's so many diets out there, right? Right. But pretty much everything, we would all agree that refined sugar doesn't really fit in any diet. True. Right? Right. It's so poison. that's out. <laughs> that's out. Um, you know, and then you have to find what works and I I've done several different things. I mean, I've hit plateaus, I've hit bumps in the road, um, but you know, to lose 160 pounds I found things that work for me, you know, but that yeah. fall along with the rules of what it takes, you know, calories in, calories out. I mean, some people count calories, some people don't. But the fact is, if your body is not burning more than you're putting in, you're not going to lose weight. It doesn't matter what you're eating, right? Exactly. So there's different ways to go about it. Some people are vegan. Some people are meat eaters. Some people do this, that, that. They have different, you know, things that work for them. But right. the basic rules are going to apply, right? Right. Same thing with wealth. You know, there's different vehicles that you can use to get there, but you're still going to have some basic things that are going to be the same across the boards. And it's very disciplined, you know? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about okay. wealth, shifting from health to wealth, even though it, yeah. it encompasses the same. When we're talking about wealth and our finances, and I know that you have expertise in all of this, let's go to debt relief. And and yes. how we, if someone is in debt, not any fault of their own, not that they just decided that they were going to spend all their money, you know, going to Australia and all these other places, they literally went into debt because they lost their job or they've lost their business. Sure. Um, where does someone begin to climb out of that hole once they're already in it? Where should we start? One of the things that I pride myself on is this is a safe and judgment-free zone, whether someone went into debt for problems that had nothing to really do with like, you know, like with, right. with everything that we've been going through or whether they just missed a like planned or misognosed it or they overspent, you know what I mean? That's fine. You know, I, I don't really mind. It's really, how do we help you get through that? You know, my team has, we've eliminated more than $50 million of consumer debt in the last couple of years. So we wow. uh, work with everybody, um, people that have a few thousand dollars of debt to people that have millions of dollars of debt, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, the first, the, the biggest mistake that people make when they try to eliminate their debt is only focus on their debt as their main thing, or let that be the all encompassing focus and obsession. 
And it makes sense though, because people hate being in debt. No one likes to owe something or be indebted because it's almost like you're owned by someone or something, you know, and right. it's, no one likes that. People love to be free and it's a, it's right. almost like slavery. You know what I mean? Right. So what I teach people really is uh, an approach where we are managing and we have a plan uh, of attack and is very methodical and strategic at the same time as saving and investing. Because the, the fact is, is that debt was a solution to a problem that shouldn't have existed in the first place. If the person had money to start with, they wouldn't have gone into debt. They only went into debt because of that. So what is the actual, the biggest factor and the biggest thing that needs to be sorted out is one, make more money, right? But two, start creating those emergency funds and those reserves and stuff so that you don't find yourself continuously in that situation. It's actually in, interesting in our industry, the amount of people that file bankruptcy multiple times or have to go through debt relief programs and consolidations and settlement programs multiple times is astonishing. It's almost like a continual thing. And the problem is, is that it's like the debt goes up and down and then you pay the debt down, but you still don't have money. So the next time something happens, you got to go back into debt again. It's like this endless vicious cycle. Yeah. And people get so, they're like, they don't even think that there's any other way. You know, it's just a constant struggle. Um, and also that ends up where people get really, really, really like stuck on having to have good credit. And of course we should all have excellent credit and credit is very important in this day and age and in the world that we live in. However, people put so much more emphasis on credit because they don't have money, you know, and, and when you have money and you're creating money, you are less and less having to worry and be so concerned about your credit, you know, right. right. Almost every person that I've ever sat down with don't pay their debt properly. Really? It's just, yeah, it's quite amazing, actually. We teach a couple different strategies. And there's actually a free app called uh, My Finance Tools where you can actually put in your information and you can do what you can put in, like click debt stacking, debt snowballing, and even a settlement calculator and figure out for yourself which is the best um, strategy for you. A lot of people would rather work with someone who can help walk them through it. But for those that, you know, can do it themselves, that's a free application that they can just download and put and put all their information in and figure out like what's the best strategy for them. Right. But, um, you know, we teach stacking, snowballing, settlement, you know, and what you can do is you can weigh out all of those options and choose the thing that's the best for you. Because the truth is, is that just like every diet doesn't work for everybody, every finance plan doesn't work for everyone. It's not a one size fits all. Now, are there specific rules and datums and, and laws and options that absolutely apply? A hundred percent. Same thing with dieting though. Like no one's really eating refined sugar. I mean, there was some, there is study in science that you could, if you don't eat like too much, you could probably lose weight on candy and stuff like that. But most people don't do that. I mean, it's not healthy, right? Right, right. So, you know, but, but we, but there are, like agreed upon laws and datums that work in any field. So let me ask you this. Let's just say you're, you're talking about somebody that lives. And I think a, a lot of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, especially yeah. now. Um, and they have high credit card debt because yeah. I think some of the students, you know, they'll work part time or even full time and go to school or they live off their credit cards and they get in trouble. So what, what do you do for someone that walks in your door and says, look, I live paycheck to paycheck. I don't have any money to save, but I am, you know, $10,000 in credit card debt. How do I eliminate that without it taking me 10 years? So, I mean, ultimately, 
the 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 less amount of money that person makes, the more stringent their financial planning has to be. So something's got to give somewhere, right? Right. But I'm all about adding bills that become surpluses and people always like extra money, like adding bills, like, and that's how I dug myself out. I mean, I, there was five years ago, I was making 10 to $15 an hour living in a 600 square foot apartment. Like I make a multiple, multiple six figure income at this point. Right. Right. I, I've been at every level and one of the, you know, I feel like we could probably have multiple podcast appointments where I, <laughs> I talk about different stuff, but you know, one of the things, my background and experience was I was in nonprofit counseling for like 10 years. I did that. So I understood that people are very ruined by money and finance. Um, I also went through three bankruptcies with my dad. He had three bankruptcies in my life. Okay. The first time I was like two the second time I was like 14 and the third time I was 25. So I've literally, literally been through, I've had extreme highs and extreme lows financially growing up. Okay. But you know, to that point, people say that they're never, there's never money to save. It's not true that we spend money. We're consumers all the time. The right. point is, is doing it on a gradient and making it a bill because your cell phone bill always gets paid. Your electric bill always gets paid. And I don't care if it's like 10 bucks to get started. You have to find the right gradient for everybody. But the truth is, is that $10 over a long period of time or very time is a lot of money. Right. And 87% of our population doesn't have like $1,000 in their bank account that isn't being allocated to something going out, right? It's the paycheck to paycheck thing. Yeah. So it's really just stopping lying to yourself, changing your mindset and having a positive mental attitude. And honestly, financial planning becomes less and less stringent the more money that you make. So obviously the solution to everything is make more money, but it's, it's not the only solution because you can always spend everything you make in more and go into continual debt. We've seen that so many times. There's so many right. examples around us of that. And I will tell you, I have thousands of clients. I've got clients that make 30,000 a year. I've got clients that make seven figures and they come to me. They have the same problems. They make, they make what they need. They spend what they make. They try to spend more than they make. They generally do. They're in debt. The millionaire has nicer stuff and bigger problems. Right. They might be a little happier you know, they do have nicer things. Um, but not always like nicer things doesn't always monitor your happiness, you know, exactly. obviously being broke and not being able to feed yourself. I've never seen a happy broke person. Let's be real. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a bunch of money. Right. Right. But right. there's difference between there's difference between b between being rich or making lots of money and then actually being wealthy and having it. And yeah. there's a lot of people you know, are really keeping up with the Joneses and they're like literally one little teeny, you know, wrong move away from just being totally ruined. Like messed up yes. and ruined. And that's okay. You know, by the way, judgment free zone, I've seen it all. You know what I mean? I've yeah. got, I know a janitor who's a millionaire and I've got millionaires that, that look like people that look like millionaires that aren't, I don't really care. I just want you to be happy. And I want you to feel good about your finances regardless. So right. it's like, I work with anybody. There's really, like I said, I, I, 10 years in, in counseling, I haven't, there's not one thing I haven't heard. There's not one thing that would shock me. And there's not one thing that I don't understand and doesn't bother me at all. What's the best thing for this person? How can I help them? Right. You know, right. and I'm so fortunate to have worked as hard as I have to create what I have, where I can live to work and not work to live. Because then all I need to do is focus on my passion, you know, and that's really to help people. I enjoy myself, you know, and I enjoy others. And it's just like, that's what I want for everybody else, you know? Right. And I think it's wonderful because, you know, you said you worked for a nonprofit and it, and it made me start thinking about planting seeds because 
you know, I was reading a story about reaping what you sow. And I think a lot of people use that in a negative kind of tone being that if someone's being ugly, you know, or mean in some way, they're going, well, they're going to reap what they sow. When in actuality, reaping, um, being able to sow and have a harvest of what you do is that you have to put into someone what you want out, right? So yeah. you're successful financially because you have put in a lot of time and you've been planting that seed of people being able to have the wealth that they need and get out of debt. And so you've been planting that seed and now you're reaping that harvest. You know, so I, I mean, I, I was true. purely happy for, yeah, I was purely happy 10 years. I didn't make a single dime. I just, but you know, there's a lot of personal growth and development that occurred right. uh, through communication, relationships and helping people that really has translated into, and yeah, I mean, I think it's a real thing. I think when you are a good person doing good things for good people, you will get that back. You really do right. in some way what somehow the universe pays you back, you know, and you, right. you can look at that in a, the positive way is the best way to look at that, you know? Right. No, I've been very fortunate. So I think whatever you put out there, you do get back. You know, if you feel like you don't have any friends, go out there and be a friend to someone then plant that seed yeah. and then you will have, you'll get that back. So I truly believe yeah. that. I think it's great that you um, are helping to you help people be able to really work through some of the worst times of their life because being in debt is very difficult. You know, I, when I was in my first marriage, I struggled really, really difficult mm -hmm. struggle in that marriage financially. And, you know, I can remember being in the grocery store line when my babies were very little and I was literally having to add in my head because I didn't want to take out a calculator and do it. Cause I would be embarrassed, yeah. but I remember counting in my head because I didn't want to get up to the cash register and me not have enough money in my account to pay what was on the, what was sitting there that was, you know, on the rack here for me to pay. And, and, and it, and I remember all of those struggles, you know, I remember being scared that they were going to cut my lights off at one point. You know, I remember feeling like the water was going to be cut off and what can I do to keep the water on? And, you know, so I went through that many, many, many years ago in my first marriage, and I don't ever want to go back there again, but things happen, you know, yeah. things happen. People can be cruising along just fine and lose their job. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I know I lost a substantial amount of income last year, but what I did and what I had not done years ago in the past was that I was ready for any yeah. type of tragedy that may come. You know, I had, I call it a nest egg. I had a nice little nest that, you know, now granted I have to build that nest back up, but I was able to pull from that and, yeah. and, and be able to get through a difficult time. And I think a lot of people have gone through a really difficult time last year. I mean, I know mm -hmm. a friend that um, husband is an amazing singer and he does great gigs and he had to take a job, you know, basically driving a delivery truck because when right. things shut down, he had no gigs, you know, yeah. and they, they do very well with his music career. Um, yeah. So he had to take a job and, and, and it's humbling. It really is. It's very humbling. And it's also very scary at the same time. So I think it's great that you can help people in that aspect. And before we go, I want to talk to you a little bit about finances and mm -hmm. some of the bad habits. You said you've seen it all. What would you yeah. say is 
probably the worst habit because I believe everything is in routine, right? You said you changed your routines when you lost weight. You, 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 you know, everything is different. Now you work out once and twice a day. You have a, probably a routine on when you eat and what you eat, and you're going to continue that routine. What would you say is a habit that we really need to lose when it comes to not managing our money correctly? What do you see over and over again? You know, it's really funny because, you know, I went over, it's not a one size fits all because you have people that have different personalities and what works for them as well. Um, and, and honestly, the more money that you make or the better condition you are, like me now, yeah, I, I still work out a lot, but like, I don't restrict myself as much. In fact, I let myself have what I want. I just do everything in moderation or I have some rules that I apply to myself, but it's like so different than when I first started, you know, right. and you will evolve too. finances are like that too. Your, your finances will evolve. I'll tell you the way that I operate and my guys, like that I train my consultants, we operate almost a, almost a different way than most financial people out there. And it drives me crazy. Financial gurus out there are like, listen, you need to, you know, come to reality, you make this much and you spend this much. So you need to spend less than you make. And that makes sense logically, like from an accountant standpoint, if you have a hundred dollars going in, you can't spend more than a hundred dollars. Right. Right. Um, but it's all restricting. People are always talking about like, don't go to Starbucks or whatever. And I'm the opposite. I want to increase people's reality so that it fits their goals and dreams. So what I actually generally do with people is instead of restrict them or pull them back, I just try to add bills that become extra thing. Okay. So you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Let's start saving something. I don't care if it's $10. If you can make it a game and fun and like future and exciting, and you can really focus on growth as opposed to only debt and only the negatives and only cutting back, you actually will get results with people much better. That being said, of course, there's facing the situation. And if someone is being extremely like over the top, you know, or they don't really realize where all their money is going and they're overspending ridiculously, that obviously needs to change. But right. in most cases, that's not actually what's happening. Facing the situation and being another person for that person to feel safe with and open up. Because let's be honest, like people are embarrassed. People right. don't want to open up. It's money is, is already a weird subject. <laughs> you know, like there's right. so many things, right? Even just looking at it and looking at the situation and facing it, uh, amazing things can happen just from that. Right. The next thing is really just, you know, starting on a gradient that someone can do and getting them there because they're going to start having money. And then you can start putting their goals and dreams. Everything that I do and all my, the guys that work for me is goals-based planning. We're all about what do you want to have? What do you want to have? What do you got to do to do that? And a lot of people know that they should save because what is save saving is there to save you, <laughs> you know, but not in a fear thing. And I work, by the way, I work with entrepreneurs and people that don't believe in retirement and people that are going to work till they die. And that's fine. I actually, I'm, we're not cows that go out to pasture, stop eating and then die. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of that word, to be honest. I mean, if someone wants to retire, that's cool. I'm helping them with retirement plans. But like, I'm in, I'm a fan of living to work as opposed to working to live. And that I want people to achieve as soon as in their life as possible. But here's the thing. Most people know that they need to save and invest, but they don't actually know how much or to what. They don't even know what their goals are. They haven't actually defined those things. If you don't know what your actual goals are or what you're trying to accomplish, how are you going to even do that? Right. So that's like, you know, once the mindset in the being able to even face and look at it and then be able to talk about it or reach right. out to someone, 
that's the first thing. It's like, what are your goals? And, and I, I think finance for a lot of people is just like, literally you're in a field and you're kicking a soccer ball around and you don't even know where you're going. If we stick a goal there and it doesn't matter if that goal is like literally 50 miles away and you can barely see it. If we put that there, at least you have a direction, you know? And then the problem is a lot smaller. The problem, the problems that you're trying to now solve is how to get closer to that goal faster versus I don't even know what my goal is, you know? And a lot of people are just in confusion and they don't even know, or they have a basic idea, but they don't have any idea how to get there. Like I can literally be like, okay, if someone said, I want a $10,000 a month income, or I want a $20,000 a month income by this time, and I'm this age now, I can work it back from that product and be like, listen, if you want to do this, you have to do this. Like, okay, good. Now, can you do that? Maybe not. But at least you know what you, you can start, right? right? And then the problem becomes how to get there faster. That's all. Right. You know, but a lot of people are just in confusion. They don't yeah, even know. You know what? And I think that's, I think a lot of people focus sometime just on their physical being, but you hit mm-hmm. something there because you keep talking about goals and I'm a huge goal setter because I, yeah. I do vision boards. I have a live vision board workshop every year. Of course, this year we're going to do it virtually, um, mm-hmm. but I'm big on setting goals. And one thing that I have lacked is setting really strict and strategic financial goals. And I'm setting those goals this year because I focus on spiritual, emotional, physical, and it should also be financial goal setting. Your goals lead to your plan and your plan leads to your action. Because if you just set a goal and you don't have a plan, you're not going to execute it. And if you don't take action, then it's just a dream sitting on a piece of paper, right? So I, I truly believe that your financial goal setting, planning and taking action is right up there with spiritual, physical and emotional or, or mental well-being. So thank you so much, Zoe, because I really, I've gained a lot from you. So I know our listeners have to tell everybody where we can find you for those that need your help. So I'm pretty easy to find. It's the Zoe Abbott. That's T-H-E. Zoe is Z-O-E. Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T, so two Bs and two Ts, and pretty much across all platforms. I'm that on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. I've got videos up on uh, Twitter, Um, and my website is www.thezoeabbott.com. And uh, yeah, on my website, I have a free financial needs analysis. Um, I let you guys know about that free app, My Finance Tools. That thing's awesome. It's like a hidden gem. You know, like Credit Karma is an app that people use because you can just check your credit for free. Yeah. And and, and has all those tools. My Finance Tools, literally, you can do all of your financial planning by yourself if you want to. Now, I tell people a lot of, if they have a hard time with anything, and, and I've had a personal trainer throughout my entire weight loss journey, best investment I ever made, just like you want a personal trainer to get you through over 100 pounds of weight loss, 100% recommend you to get connected with a financial consultant as well. Right. But some people don't need it, and that's cool. And if you don't, even if you do, that app, amazing. My okay. Finance Tools. And that app is yeah. called My fin- Finance Tools? My Finance Tools. 
my yeah. finance tools. All right. Yep. Awesome. Um, I love it. I tell all my clients to, you know, download that and use it. Um, and, and, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, we have, uh, intake forms so they can, they can reach out to me and, uh, I do still take appointments. Uh, I do work with clients, but otherwise I've got, uh, a bunch of people and we are nationwide by the way. So okay. we can work in every state. Mm -hmm. I have 150 agents. So Nice. Thank you so yeah. much, Zoe. I appreciate you so much today. Thank you for taking the time out and helping us focus more on not just our health, but our wealth. Thank you. And happy new year to you. Thank you so much. Happy new year. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in all the way through Real Girl Talk. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you happen to have iTunes, would you do me a huge favor and leave us a rating and review of the show? That's the way that we get this message out to more and more people around the world. And you know, giving us a review and rating, something good is going to come back your way. Plus, I know you're the type of person that wants others to live their best lives. So can you copy this link, share it to your friends, share it on social media. Remember, people need to be inspired. They need to have tips. They need to have business ideas more than ever right now. And I know that you can help me on this mission. Thank you again so much. If you want to be a supporter of the show, go back to realgirltalkpodcast.com. Click be a supporter. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart for being a part of Real Girl Talk podcast. And until next week, keep your encouragement tank full, your faith in God, and create your beautiful life. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.